Welcome to Talking for the Health of It with Permanente Medicine. I'm Amy Kaiser, health promotion educator. And I'm James Boyle, health engagement trainer. We both work on the health engagement team here at the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group, where we serve members of Kaiser Permanente in the Mid-Atlantic region. Today, we're talking with Permanente Medicine physician, Dr. Ross Goodwin, about technostress, what it is and how to shift the negative impacts of technology to a healthy lifestyle. Welcome, Dr. Goodwin. Thanks for joining us. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks so much for having me. Again, my name is Ross Goodwin, and I'm a double board certified child and adolescent, as well as adult psychiatrist with the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group. And I see members at the Burke Kaiser Permanente Medical Center. Excellent. Thank you for being here, Dr. Goodwin. We can just start off by asking, what is technostress? Well, technostress is a really interesting concept. It's something that uh, we started to see defined back in the 80s as computers started to become more present in our everyday lives. And especially this concept was applied in workplace settings and employment literature uh, to really describe the negative Uh, psychological impact that the use of new technologies can have on us as people and how those negative impacts can lead to feelings of anxiety, uh, to uh, feelings of uh, loss of effectiveness in your work, and just general mental fatigue. So tell us more, what what are the elements of techno stress? Uh, What's it all about? Well, some of the helpful ways that um, scientists and uh, you know various kinds of people who study technostress have broken out this concept into some subcategories and some language that's useful to describe what many of us may intuitively know or um, have trouble putting into words. So. Uh, I found some some helpful language to describe uh, some of these parts of techno stress. They're they're broken out into these subcategories, um, and one of the first that um, I think makes a lot of sense is the idea of techno overload. Uh, so that's when we feel overloaded by technology. The the fast pace that uh, you know use of technology uh, can bring about. Uh, the idea of being interrupted frequently by various notifications or, uh, you know, kind of technological intrusions on our workday, um, the demands of perhaps trying to multitask and to use technology to do multiple things at once. All of this speaks to the idea of being overloaded, overwhelmed with technology. Um, so that's one part of techno stress is that idea of techno overload. There's another concept within this overall category called techno complexity. Uh, And that's where uh, the use of technology really increases uh, the challenge that is present uh, for us in in our work, uh, perhaps the qualifications that we need to do that work um, and the additional time that may be needed to handle a complex task, that complexity uh, being increased by the technological uh, capabilities, you know, that we might be using. Uh, So that idea of techno complexity is another part 
of overall techno stress. And then a third category that I want to mention is called techno invasion. And this is something that, again, a lot of us might be familiar with how the use of technology can intrude into our lives outside of work and the boundaries get blurred uh, because we may be more flexible in our workspaces and using technology to achieve that flexibility, but that can also uh, break down the boundaries that we might've been familiar with before in terms of separating work and other life areas. And so that can lead to conflict that can cause to, to some friction and uh, challenges both at work and outside of work. So for example, techno overload, um, even when I get off work, uh, you know, getting these notifications on my phone that, oh, here's this event that's happening. Here's this meeting that's happening online. Here's this other thing. Um, there's no stopping point. Right, right. The idea of techno overload um, does have to do with uh, the intensity of information coming at us and the expectations on us for what we do with that information uh, can be greater and our response times have to be quicker. And you know we may be expected to respond right away because that message was instantaneous. And so do we feel the pressure to respond also instantaneously? And that gets back to uh, the idea of, uh, for an example, you know, how do we use email? And do we, do we treat it as I'm constantly monitoring that email all the time and I'm going to respond right away regardless of the timing or uh, as uh, has been shown in, in several studies, if you have specific prescribed times, uh, that you set aside to respond to email, uh, that can reduce the techno overload demand and improve mental health. Um, Dr. Goben, it sounds like there are a lot of different elements and factors that go into techno stress or someone experiencing techno stress. I'm wondering how do you diagnose techno stress or can you? Well, when I'm thinking about uh, diagnoses, I might not necessarily, from a psychiatric perspective, uh, you know, offer uh, the diagnosis of techno stress per se. But I think in understanding uh, a person's you know, unique um, stressors that they're experiencing in their lives, you know, that these uh, concepts of techno stress could lead to other diagnosable conditions uh, that we might encounter, you know, in. Uh, everyday clinical practice, you know, something such as uh, generalized anxiety disorder, uh, for instance, or uh, potentially major depression. Um, these would be, you know, some of the downstream potential consequences of, uh, you know, being under uh, increased levels of stress. Um, but I think even before reaching the point of uh, kind of a major psychiatric condition such as those, uh, a person could be on the lookout for some warning signs in terms of um, techno stress causing increased fatigue and just the physical toll that that stress can have, um, as well as being more irritable, you know, cranky, quick, quick to 
um, you know, find negative um, aspects of what's going on, perhaps, you know, in an interpersonal interaction or sleep problems, um, being easily frustrated with things that might otherwise be, say, minor nuisances. Um, and also just a general outlook of yeah, skepticism or I'm not really effective at my job. Those kind of speak to burnout, actually, which we may want to talk more about. But um, those are some signs that you might notice uh, that could point to this problem of technostress. I heard you mention a few physical and emotional symptoms or issues that can come along with technostress. And can you say more about those things like anxiety or symptoms that can come along with this? Well, I think it's important to be able to recognize and put together some of these puzzle pieces because as you're going about your day-to-day life, um, you know, it might be, it might be tough to recognize or put your finger on, Hmm, you know, why do, why do I feel depleted? You know, why do I feel down? Why do I feel burnt out? And to be able to take a step back and recognize that, Hmm, maybe, maybe it doesn't, you know, have to be this way, or maybe, you know, there's an opportunity here for maybe uh, getting, getting some relief, getting some help, uh, you know, is important. I think to, to put a name to this and to say, oh, you know, maybe this is what I'm dealing with because these can be, you know, kind of uh, vague or, or non-specific uh, symptoms, you know, well, fatigue, right? I mean, that could be for many number of reasons. Why am I having trouble sleeping? Well, I don't know kind of thing, but uh, if you can kind of put the pieces together and say, oh, you know, maybe there's this reason that uh, I'm feeling this way, and, you know, there might be some ways uh, of feeling better, of, of kind of reducing some of the stressors so that ultimately you can be yourself and you can function better and you can live your life. Uh, I think that's important. So we've heard you talk about some of the emotional and mental health effects that techno stress and the, these associated disorders can have. Um, how can techno stress or overuse of technology impact us physically? Well, you know, certainly um, people who are under techno stress, you know, can certainly have problems with sleeping. Um, and, and when you start introducing sleep problems, that can then cascade to, you know, any number of, of other health problems. I mean, we know that sleep is important, for instance, uh, for our immune system and so protecting our bodies and staying healthy. And so someone who's having sleep problems uh, because of, say, uh, you know, the intrusion of, of too much technology, techno invasion, that concept of techno invasion, that could lead to, uh, you know, worse uh, functioning immune system and make that person more prone uh, to other illnesses, you know, uh, that they might be more vulnerable to. Some of the studies that have looked at techno stress have actually been able to uh, measure uh, what we call biomarkers or, or, you know, physical markers in the body of a stress reaction. Uh, and that could be um, elevated hormone levels like cortisol, that could be elevated heart rate, 
or the degree to which the heart rate varies, they call it the heart rate variability, or even um, a, a component in, in saliva that's released when a person's stressed. So you can actually measure uh, the impacts of what we're talking about, tetanus stress, uh, uh, in a, a biological, physical way um, to, to kind of demonstrate that there's some real stress reactions going on uh, when people are exposed to these techno stressors. What is there for us to do? And, and how do we set boundaries that can benefit our physical and mental health? Some factors that we can take control of and that can actually change the impact of technology on our lives um, are, you know, first of all, what is our attitude you know, toward this technology? What's our approach? What's our stance here? Um, because simply that approach and attitude can affect the actual impact that you know, a given technology is going to have in our lives, whether it's positive or negative. Um, also, another impact is just what's our digital literacy, um, the degree to which we're uh, you know, comfortable or, or, or fluent you know, in working with a given technology uh, is also going to change how it impacts us. And, and thirdly, the degree to which we get involved and we have a say in uh, how a certain technology might be implemented you know, in our workplace, that has a profound impact. Um, and that can be something we take on as an individual uh, or perhaps as a leader you know, in our organization. If you're in a position of actually um, introducing or implementing a technology, if you can include people and uh, make that a, a group process of deciding how are we going to introduce this new technology, how are we going to use it, that actually can shift the impact away from it being a techno stress uh, to actually a, a positive, um, you know, and good impact on um, the mental health of, of the workers. I'm someone who works from home, sits on a computer, uh, doing my work most of the day. And when I get off work, I transition to other screens right? Uh, whether that's another computer, like my energy level isn't what it was when I was working in person or spending less time on screens and with technology and feeling less connected with people around me. What would you recommend for someone like me? Well, one strategy for um, resetting boundaries or um, addressing kind of the creep of techno stress into recreation or, you know, those areas outside of work. It, one strategy is to take a pretty significant break, uh, a pretty dramatic break at first, and then to reintroduce gradually um, your use of that, you know, technology that you're trying to find a new boundary for. Um, you know, gradually and, and, and slowly, um, you know, to get to whatever your goal is. So, you know, if, if you, <laughs> you know, if you find that you're watching, uh, I don't know, you know, five hours of, of, of Netflix every day, well then, you know, maybe you decide to just take a complete break from that for, 
a week or, or whatever it is. And then, you know, to have that kind of reset period uh, and then, you know, gradually, you know, maybe to reset to something that you're actually trying to do, you know, whatever your um, amount of that technology is that you want to have um, that, that can work for some people to, uh, to have that kind of approach. And kind of along the lines of, um, you know, the workplace working from home or other settings that you mentioned, I'd like to hear more about how the pandemic has affected techno stress. One thing about the pandemic and um, you know, increased use of technology over that period of time uh, has been the risk of isolation and um, the, the impacts of being alone and, and being remote. And, um, you know, we could say a lot about um, the, the, the positives and, uh, you know, the adaptability and, and the, the flexibility that people have used to adapt to the, the unprecedented challenges that we faced. Um, but the, the trade-offs of, say, you know, using an electronic message to, to communicate with a colleague, uh, whereas you might have used to just pop your head into their office down the hall, um, you know, can can lead to isolation and and kind of a disconnect uh, of some of those social relationships that, um, you know, until very recently have been one way and then, you know, really dramatic shift. And we could talk more about the the potential and the positive you know impacts uh, of technology for sure but uh i think that that risk of, of disconnect around you know if i'm looking at a list of names in my in my you know chat tool uh to, to send messages to people you know wh- where is that individuality where is that uh, kind of individual relationship and human connection. Sometimes we have to work harder to to really cultivate and maintain that, and that gets back to a sense of of meaning and connection at work. Um, you know, and, and when you have a sense of belonging and and relationship uh, with with colleagues or or with people that you're that you're serving or taking care of, you know, at work. Um, and, and how that can give us meaning in our day. Um, sometimes that, that could be at risk if, uh, if our means of communication is uh, a little bit more removed. Thank you, Dr. Goodwin, for joining us today. And thank you for listening. We hope you check back in with us for future episodes on wellness topics and specials covering specific areas of health. This has been Talking for the Health of It, and we'll talk to you next time.